Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Monetize LinkedIn. Uh, very excited about today's uh, guest, Nick Capozzi. You may have seen his videos on LinkedIn. They're uh, quick, compelling, interesting, um, really great tips around sales. Uh, Nick, happy to have you on here. I'm happy to be here, Clint. This is really exciting. You know, I saw when you, you first dropped this podcast a couple weeks ago, like monetizing LinkedIn. I'm like, that's a smart podcast. How's no one done that yet? So excited to be here and excited to just be a, a listener and, and downloader. So, you know, I can make sure that I'm, I'm doing all the best practices. So thank you for the resource. Yeah, definitely. You know, trying to just get a, get ahead of the curve, right? And no one was doing it. And, and I think a lot of people are, are interested in, um, and that's why I have you on. I think a lot of people will be interested in your story. I know I am, and I'm definitely looking forward to learning more. So I'll, I'll kick it off here. Um, and, and for everyone listening, this is unique. You know, so far everyone I've had on here has had, you know, pretty big followings, but, uh, Nick is a great example of, you know, being able to ring the cash register with around 5,000 followers. So, you know, this is really should be inspiration to know you don't necessarily have to have this 50,000, 30,000, 100,000 person follower to really start uh, capitalizing on the opportunities LinkedIn provides. So uh, I think that's really interesting about your, uh, you know, your story with LinkedIn, Nick. Small but mighty, right? <laughs> Make it count. Uh, so when did you first get on LinkedIn? Like when did you initially get on and then when did you decide to like say, hey, I'm going to start putting out content on here? So I probably started uh, probably about a decade ago when LinkedIn was, you know, a regular business tool. It was still mostly for resumes and stuff back then, but I just got on because I was on a lot of the social media. I didn't really do anything with it. And um, I'd been in, a, in another business for a long time. I was actually in the cruise industry for a long time. And uh, I got out before COVID and I took a job in Phoenix uh, where I live now and it just wasn't the best fit for me. So in September of 20, so about 16 months from when we were recording this, I just posted my first video on LinkedIn and I hesitated for a long time to actually post because I didn't know if I was going to go back to the cruise industry or where this was going to go. You know, I honestly had a little bit of imposter syndrome. Do people really want to hear about what I have to say about you know, presentation skills or, or that's really where my focus was back then. So September of 20, and I remember hesitating to click post for about five minutes and finally I was just like, okay, click. And it was interesting because I got a lot of views right off the bat. I thought I'd have five views. I thought it was, you know, maybe some friends and family. But if I recall, I think I had about 1,300 views off that video, which was a pretty good start. People were liking, people were commenting and I'm like, well, this is interesting. Okay, this, this is a little bit different. So that's, that's how I started in September of 20, about 16 months ago. That's pretty strong out of the gates. I mean, anyone listening to that post know, you know, videos don't, don't go like a, a text post. So 1300 in video, that's strong. I mean, that's, that's probably like a 10 to 20 K, you know, equivalent views of a regular post. So must, must have been I good. I'll tell you, I've been trying to figure out that ratio for a long time. Like, what does it really mean? And I think that's what's interesting in different ways to leverage LinkedIn in general, because I don't really do text-based posts. There's, there's a couple or a couple of, hey, I'm traveling. I got to meet up with this person. We took a picture. But generally, it's video that I post. And in kind of the hierarchy of what 
you know, LinkedIn will really let evolve with the algorithm. Video's kind of at the bottom, which is why I think I don't have as robust a following as, as uh, a lot of people out there. But I think what's interesting is that because video is such an engaging medium, that the people that do follow me and that I interact with are, you know, um, they know exactly kind of who they're getting, right? There's no, there's no screen between me and them of, of just text-based posts. It's, here's Nick, here's, here's what I do, here's how I can help. And if it's helpful, you know, give me a call. Yeah, there's, a, there's plenty of personality that comes through in those videos, that's for sure. I can vouch for that. No, thanks, Paul. Appreciate you. But, well, so let me ask you this. So you put out the one video, get a thousand or so views, you know, what was next at that point? Did you say, okay, maybe I need to start doing more of these? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And at first I tried to get two videos up a day, uh, excuse me, a week. I was posting Tuesday and Thursday, you know, early mornings on the East Coast. I found those were kind of prime time to get traction. And what wound up happening was, you know, I probably when I started had about maybe 2,500 followers, but frankly, they were like old people from other industries that didn't really pertain to what I was doing today. So I actually kind of unconnected from a lot of people. I was kind of starting fresh. And by doing those consistent videos, it took about, I'd say probably about six weeks before someone came to me and said, hey, I need, I need a service from you. And, you know, I was selling more consulting or selling with video, which was kind of my wheelhouse. But someone said, I want to do videos like you do on LinkedIn. And I said, well, I don't really have, you know, I, I, I don't really have a product for that. I don't, I don't, he's like, well, just how much for a bucket of hours? So, you know, we, sw we traded horses for a minute and we settled on a, on a price for a certain amount of hours. And I coached him through developing his own content. And what was interesting is then someone else came to me and said, hey, I want to do that too. And I had three or four clients probably in the first three months just trying to replicate what I was doing. Um, you know, some had some success, some weren't consistent. And then probably my first real consulting gig came about three months later. Um, and that was someone saying, hey, look, uh, you know, you talk a lot about presentation skills. I need, I'd love someone to sit in on my sales demos for my team. Can we do that? And that became kind of on LinkedIn my first real opportunity. Well, I will tell you this. That is the quickest anyone I've interviewed so far has monetized LinkedIn. <laughs> Really? That's interesting. Yeah. So on the video, sorry, here my uh, computers got a little overheated. Um, I mean, that's extremely quick. And it's already be because the consulting on the LinkedIn side, you know, from like a, a coaching standpoint, did you say six weeks? Is that what you said? Yeah, it was about that. It was about six weeks, right? So figure if I was posting two videos a week, I'd probably then drop maybe a dozen videos. Um, and I think what was interesting about it was it was very low budget what I was doing, but I think a lot of people felt, uh, you know, it was done in a studio. And that's one of the things, actually, if you go through some of my LinkedIn content, there's some hacks in there of, you know, I use like two $35 lights and a $38 webcam, but it kind of elevates the look. Um, I had a buddy of mine do a quick little intro video and an outro video, so it looked highly produced, but it was really... You know, the only thing that took a long time was me kind of going in, uh, I use a software called Kapwing to go through and add all the uh, subtitling. Um, and by the way, I did a poll once and 70% of my viewers uh, are watching the video without sound. So subtitles was key. Um, and, and frankly, what I realized now is my videos back then were too long. I think what was interesting, one of the key things I learned was that 
if I'm going to post a video, um, whether it's a one-minute video or a three-minute video, on average, people are going to watch about 45 seconds. So now a lot of the content I do, and I've kind of expanded beyond LinkedIn uh, through some other social platforms, and those are, you know, 15 to 30 second, more kind of quick, edgy to the point. Um, yeah, that's all it was. I think it was just the videos looked kind of higher, higher class than they were. And it looked branded, right? Everything too was, you know, worked kind of on brand with what I had, which is not something I'm an expert in. But I think what's really, really interesting about this, and this is why, you know, I, I encourage everyone to just start making content, whatever type of content it is, is I didn't have a plan. I didn't have Justin Welsh's playbook or now operating system. Now those things are, you know, critical to me. You had Justin on one of your first uh, episodes. But I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was doing. But I said, I'll commit to putting regular video out and I'll engage with the people who are engaging. You know, I wasn't just posting and ghosting. I, I spent a lot of time literally commenting on every comment that I got. And I think that's kind of how I, um, at least at the gates, um, as robust a, a following I had was, was from that. You know, an engaged community is an active community. Is, we'll keep coming back, I think. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, something... Um, Ariel Lee, who was on my uh, last episode, we talked about that and, you know, commenting, you know, engaging in the comments, um, you know, with the people commenting, engaging on other people's content, you know, we think that's a, that's a big part as well. There's, there's the Justin Welsh, you know, niching down, getting specific to, with what you're doing. But then I think there's like the community component of it, you know, engaging. And I mean, that's one thing I noticed on all your posts that I was, just really surprised was how many comments, not like here or there, but just consistently you have quite a bit of engagement. Well, one of the things that someone told me when I first started doing this was make sure you're giving actionable insights. So what can they stop the video and actually go and apply immediately, right? Whether it's a presentation skill or, you know, a business development skill, what can I actually test drive same hour? literally stop and let me go test drive that as a as a as an idea and see if it works for me or what I'm selling, right? That I think is is part of the reason that I that I also think I, I had a at least enough success to monetize what I was doing was based off off the insight being as actionable as possible. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And something else I I noticed, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I really like you'll put how long the video is. Like Right. In the post, so you know what you're signing up for, right? It's like <laughs> 30 seconds. Like, okay, I can I can get 30 seconds right now, or the 40, or whatever. I thought that was uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, and and a lot of it's just been testing stuff. You know, I I think too. There's a lot of you know, if I was just starting out today and didn't, I have a background in video. I was a trained broadcaster, so it gave me kind of a, a slight advantage, at least for how I was trying to relay the information. But if I was, you know, if I didn't have that background and I was going to try and build a brand and monetize LinkedIn, I would absolutely, you know, follow the leaders that are out there who, who are already doing it. Again, like a Justin, right? The, I think the operating system is 150 bucks and it's brilliant, right? A couple, couple, three hours and you're through it. Um, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a playbook for how to literally build your brand online and, and grow a community and then monetize what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So the real question is, what did the consulting package for the the new LinkedIn video influencer six weeks in? What what were you charging on that? 
Not, not, now, these aren't today's rates. These aren't today's. I'm just curious on your, what you're able to get. I, I want to say it was about $2,000 or $2,500. You know, I, was, I, I think I was trying to get, uh, won't hold me to it, but I was trying to, you know, do like, if I was going to do this like 250 bucks an hour or something, at least that way I could, you know, I did have an expertise. I, you know, I wasn't trying to sell that I had a uh, broadcast background, but I did train people. That's what we did on cruise ships. We did live presentations of, of a bunch of different products. So, um, you know, that's what I taught people over the years. So the idea was that I could take, you know, Clint and I could help maybe mold Clint a little bit to, to be more engaging in video. And I think one of the things, too, I always tell people is video is not the tool. Video is the medium. The tool is actually engagement. So if you're engaging people by a text-based post or by a video, that's really what you want is to be engaging. So, um, yeah, I sold a couple of those. It's, again, somewhere between, I'd have to go back and look, but, uh, you know, two, three, four, actually three or four of those really quick, and they were all about $2,000 or $2,500 for, you know, that kind of uh, somewhere between like six and ten hours. Yeah, so this is, I think you, you're literally the fastest path, like 10K. Of, <laughs> I, I don't think, I know. Uh, that's super, that's impressive, man. That's I mean, you're in all fairness, and to anyone listening who hasn't seen, I mean, your videos are really good. Um, you're very kind. No, I mean they they are. I I've and I they we talk about things being actionable. Absolutely. I mean, there's I was trying to think of the the video. Uh, which one was it? We were talking about, um, you know, tone and and from going up to, you know, going down and, and variation. And, and I, I don't remember even the, the, the whole purpose of it, but it, it's something I need to work on. So I was like, oh, this is good. This is, it's not that I'd never heard it before, but it was a good reminder. And, um, and then I think you are, I think there's a component of LinkedIn that really two key things that I'm hearing over and over is a combination or either or of entertainment and education. Yeah. And I think you're doing the education component, but I also think you're entertaining. Like, I think the way you present the, the information is in an entertaining way. So it's interesting you say that, and I appreciate you, you. Again, you're very kind. But I think one of the things I did was at one point, I started throwing some cruise ship stories in there, right? Just random. And I'd say off the bat, this has no business value. <laughs> and what was interesting was I got similar numbers, similar kind of likes and comments um, so it, it kind of showed me that the audience was engaged and, and then I, I wanted to get away from that a little bit because I, you know, I didn't want people to regularly see that. But again, I was always willing to test something. That's one of the things I learned too, is like really go out and test things, test different times of day to post. Cause what's the worst thing that's going to happen? People don't see it. It's not a big deal. Right. I mean, yeah. And another thing that's, I, I think is fascinating when I have like really good tips that have made people, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of commission in their, in their career. Um, sometimes I'll post like this really amazing tip and it'll fall flat and it just won't get traction. And then I'll do this almost like I never mail it in, but almost like I'm mailing it in and that one will go crazy. And I'm like, so it's interesting what you think has value and what your audience think, think has value doesn't necessarily uh, match up all the time. Yeah. I feel sometimes there's no like, logic rhyme or reason you know it's almost like when you hear musicians talking about the song they created they thought would be a hit no one cared and the one that they almost didn't even put on the album is the one that that's that just blows up and is you know the one that pays them you know for the rest of their life 
Yeah. Definitely on a much much smaller scale, you know, a little LinkedIn <laughs> micro influence scale, well, but yeah, but you know what? Look at what Justin's doing. You know, I, I've referenced Justin a few times, but I mean, he's the model, right? I mean, he's three years ago wasn't posting on LinkedIn, and now look what he's building, right? So I think I think the other thing is that one of the things that I've kind of uh, gleaned from LinkedIn is that they don't want to create any content; they want us actually out there creating content because it costs them nothing. So I think, you know, uh, micro-influence is, is a great way to uh, speak it. Um, and I think one thing too, and this is just if, if you're kind of on the, the edge and just should I actually do this, another really good point that someone told me is all you need to do is be one rung higher on the ladder than someone else to bring value. And I thought when I first started doing this, well, I got to be the expert, right, in sales presentation skills or, you know, using video, engaging video. And then that really resonated with me because it was true. You know, there's, we, we, you can't assume that people spend as much time on LinkedIn as people like you and I do, Clint. There's a lot of people who are new to it or maybe got away from it or maybe only looked at it as a, as a tool for, for resources. But if you want to build a business, if you want to build a side hustle, if you want to build courses, if you want to just get a better job, I mean, you got a better job from LinkedIn, am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the point is, is just, you know, posting consistently. And, and I noticed, I haven't listened to it yet, but Nick Bennett was on this podcast. When I listened to that, one of the things Nick kept saying is, look, it took me five or six months of consistent posting to build a following, right? So, you know, I got there maybe a little bit quicker, but then because I'm using video, my following's nowhere near as big as Nick Bennett's, right? So, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to do it, but just do it. It's all you have to do is bring value to one person and, and suddenly you're on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy how it can, it can just happen. Um, you know, for me, I guess my, you know, self, it took about, I guess it was about 40 days of after posting that I didn't, I didn't get a, get to charge somebody $2,000 for a engagement on how to use LinkedIn, but I got a heck of a job. I got a, a job that was, um, you know, pretty, pretty well paying. So it, it, it can happen quick for sure. Um, so on the, the video, you know, consulting around that, do you still do a little bit of that on the side along with your, uh, primary business? So you mentioned niching down and there's a part of me that almost wants to say, no, I don't want to niche down. I understand that we're constantly being told on LinkedIn to niche down, but I mean, one of the things one that I enjoy is being versatile, right? I like to touch a lot of different projects. And what was interesting was as I put video out, what I spoke about in that video that day is what people would reach out to me for, for help with. So if I was talking about sales presentation skills, people wanted that. If I was talking about, you know, sales training, people maybe wanted me to help them build a sales enablement academy. Um, you know, lots of different, whatever I was talking about was what kind of pulled people in. So. Um, a lot of what I do today is, is fractional sales leadership. So I'll come in and kind of help a team go from a founder-led sale to, you know, scaling that sales team out um, or developing that plan. But also, you know, technically, am I a consultant? Yeah, but consultants a lot of times will put the, put the package together and slide it across the table and say, you do it. I like to execute, right? My real skill set comes in execution. And whether that's, you know, um, a daily sales scrum with a team and getting them excited or sitting in on people's tape and, and watching them, you know, uh, develop or uh, helping teams sell with video or whatever. I like touching a lot of different things. So 
part of me wants to put a video and say, you know what? I'm not niche. In fact, I'm the opposite of that, right? So whatever you need, I got it. Well, and I, I understand. I understand that that's not what you want to do for a lot of reasons. But I also I like to touch a lot of things for me personally. So, well, and it, well, it's interesting you say that. And you know, I know Justin talks about niching down and all this, but you know, Ariel Ariel Lee, who was on, and I were having the conversation when I was posting a lot more regularly, and I'm I'm getting back there. I didn't post about one specific thing. I posted about multiple things, really just kind of whatever I felt like talking about at the time. Ariel Lee, she hasn't, she, she actually doesn't even talk about what she does as a day job because she's a financial advisor. So she's pretty limited what she can put out. So she makes right. zero content about what she does. And she added over 40 clients with zero outbound for a financial advisor to, to they gain 40 clients in a year. I used to do that. That's really damn good. And right. people like her put out her personality and, and, you know, she's put herself out there and she's not the, the, you know, the expert is on how she puts herself out there. And so I think I'm seeing a blend of, you know, if you want to be that number one authority in say video consulting on LinkedIn, and you only want to post about that, that's great. But I think what Justin is doing, he's doing well and doing it at a high level and is very valid. But I also think it's still okay to talk about maybe more than one thing. So I'm with you. And one thing, you know, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. If I was starting today, brand new, I would follow Justin's teachings and I would niche down to get traction. But I think once you have traction, you can be more things to more people. I think once you're starting to build a base of, you know, people that you're connecting with and involved with, I think that's where the opportunity is. Um, and, and, and he's right. And, and you should, because the reality is, is that, you know, I, I come from a really unique background that's really heavy on the B2C side. So am I a fractional sales consultant or a sales leader that specializes in B2C? I mean, that's pretty niche. Right. Um, but then what happens when a tech company comes to me and is like, well, hold on, it's a B2B, you know, full sales cycle. What can you help with that? I don't want them to also dismiss me. Right. Um, but definitely getting traction at the beginning and building that initial base. Yeah. Niching down is, a, is, is definitely the way to go. Okay, for sure. Makes sense. So are you generating a lot of inbound um, as well for your primary, you know, fractional sales, sales consulting um, position? So I. I have done no outbound since I started posting on LinkedIn. I have, you know, I did a couple tests, but more for my clients. But for, you know, Nick and sales pitching, I, it's all been the videos. And I think this is also interesting too. I posted, I think I counted, I think I posted about 35 videos between September of 20 and then uh, the summer of 21. And then there was some, some, you know, I had to travel a little bit. I had some family stuff going on. So... I kind of got away from it, but I was still having leads and discussions coming in, um, you know, so I had, I had left enough of a, of a taste for, for people to, when they were thinking about something that they thought I could help with, they were still coming back. So now this year, I'm going to not only double down and, and produce content much more regularly than I did originally, um, but it's also my content has become a lot quicker to, to be made. I used to spend two and a half, three hours doing a video. Now I can do a video in three minutes. 
So I think as you start to develop, you know, how you create content, it can be more efficient, but the more people see you, there's no question, the more successful you're going to be. Um, especially if you're trying to get away from, you know, actually making phone calls and, and sending out cold emails and you just want to come from the content. The other thing I did, though, to be fair, was I did spend a lot of time in communities, uh, particularly Thursday night sales. So now I have referral business coming in. You know, I went to, um, they had an event in October of last year in Vegas, and I went to that. And, you know, I've, I've generated probably, uh, you know, three to five opportunities off the top of my head um, from people I met there. And that was just, you know, a couple months ago. So, um, but I think it speaks to, you know, just being human. I think it's the same thing. If you're going to post online and try to build a brand online and monetize online, remember we're selling to people and, you know, people still want to feel like they know you. They want to feel that if I comment on Clint's post, Clint's going to comment back to me, right? Um, or if we still go to live events, which are starting to come back on. Um, I went to Saster this year, this summer in San Francisco, which was, un I met so many people, um, you know, changed the dynamic of, of how I of how I do business. So, um, you know, LinkedIn's key, but that human touch, however you add it to your cadence, I think is still really important. Yeah, that's all, you know, you know, great info. And, um, and I think those events, you know, having LinkedIn, I'd imagine because of LinkedIn, when you go to those events, there's probably already a lot of people that felt like they knew you and it's probably easy to have conversations. 100%, right? Like there was, you know, some people were like, oh my gosh, Nick, how are you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, Blake, how are you? You know, I met Blake Hudson out there and we, I wasn't expecting to meet. I knew I was going to meet some people, like I, we already planned it, but then meeting Richard Harris and I'm meeting, you know, all these people, you know, all, it was fantastic. Um, and I think there's something to that. I think the other thing you have to realize now, we kind of, you know, we kind of live in a sales community, Clint. Um, but there's maybe only like a few thousand people who are actually posted. Like we're like a tiny little town. If we all lived in the same town, we're this tiny little town. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you're out in Knoxville, this tiny little town in Tennessee of a couple thousand people, right? In the Smoky Mountains. That's all we are. So I think, um, I think too, kind of getting into that community and understanding who else is out there posting and looking at them as allies. We're all trying to do the same thing. Um, and some of these people have become like truly like friends of mine, like people that I'm going to have friendships with, like for the rest of my life, not just business relationships. Yeah, it's it's crazy how LinkedIn, you know, how all that works. There's the monetizing aspect, but then there's just the relationships that come from, you know, simply posting and engaging with each other's content. And, you know, I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine who I met through LinkedIn, wouldn't have met her through otherwise if it hadn't been through LinkedIn. And uh, we were talking the other day and, you know, uh, she's like, I'm too busy right now. Can I, you know, parse some consulting work over to you? Yes, please. I'll take a look at what you got. Absolutely. So I think that's part of it too, right, is that yeah, it's been really interesting, especially this, this you know, sales community that I know I've met on LinkedIn. It's Genuine people, and they genuinely, you know, there's a, there's a few, you know, I guess trolls out there. Um, but I think when you're good to people and you're nice to people and you're generally there to be helpful to people, I think you get that back tenfold, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I'll ask you this and, and let you go. So for those who are uh, 
let's say they're posting and thinking about starting to do video just to change it up, mix up the content. When you are consulting or when you were with those people on the video, like what was typically the, you know, three to five key takeaways of things to do if you're going to be doing video? Okay, first one, have a very clear background. Uh, I think this is audio only, but I have a white wall behind me. That's the first thing. Let them look at you. You want to be the steak on the plate, right? You want to be the, the hype that they're, that they're looking at. You know, people are like trying to like, oh, I have, you know, Star Wars, I have Yoda behind me, or I have, you know, my bookcase, just a clean wall. You be the star. I always try and wear monochromatic. I'm wearing a black shirt right now, so I'm wearing a black shirt on a white background. That's going to make you pop, and that's going to be visible, and that's where you want people to stop and, and pay attention. Um, second thing is, is talk into the lens of the camera, um, and don't have it memorized. So what I say is talk from a place of knowledge, and what I mean by that is, um, actually, let me talk about a quick side hack for how to create a ton of content. Clint, what's a hobby of yours, something outside of LinkedIn or sales? Like, what's something you do for fun? Okay. If I ask you to talk to me about golf for 30 minutes, just golf in general, could you talk about golf for 30 minutes? Of course you could, right? Now open up a Word document, click Dictate, talk about golf for 30 minutes. You print that up, you've got eight pages of single-space copy, you go through the highlighter, you're going to have 20 or 30 different talking points in there, there's 20 or 30 different posts. You've got two, three months worth of posts from talking about something you know. So the biggest problem or hesitancy people have when they start putting a video specifically on any type of social media is they feel it has to be perfect. Ums, ahs, like, that's okay. That humanizes you. So let's say you're going to talk about golf for 30 seconds. Let's talk about specifically, Clint, putting for 30 seconds. What's your best putting tip for 30 seconds? And instead of scripting that, have that as five bullet points, right? So the bullet points are now on a little post-it note next to your webcam, and you can just look at it. So, well, the first thing is you want to make sure that you're actually picking the right putter. Believe it or not, I don't know golf, so I'm making this up, but a lot of times, actually, believe it or not, people often use the wrong putter. So here's a real good tip. Make sure you're doing that. Second point, right? So now I'm just going through and I'm talking like you and I are talking on a golf course, right? Shooting the breeze. That authenticity, that's, re that's how you'll get real engagement. If I sound like I'm reading exactly what is being said here, no one's going to want to pay attention to that because I'm going to be monotone, my eyes are moving, I'm not having a conversation with the viewer, right? Remember, video is the medium. Engagement is what you're actually selling. So, so that's the key thing. Use bullet points, have a really clear background, start with that, keep it to under 45 seconds, bonus points for making it actionable insight. Man, I love that. I love the hack. I'm, I'm like, I'm over here sitting of like, okay, what things do I want to talk about that I can ramble on forever? And, uh, that's a, anyone listening, you should probably write that down. That's a good one, man. That's solid. That's how you start content is just, you know, cause the, the biggest mistake is people open up a laptop and they open up word and they're like, okay, what am I going to talk about? Uh, right. So talk about what you know. It's, that's, what, that's what I used to, you know, teach my, my guys who were selling on cruise ships. They had a script. I'd make them memorize a script so that that way they were now, they could have the theater to the presentation, right? The body language, the eye movement, the, the pacing and, and pausing at just the right time. 
you know your source material, you can do that. Perfect, man. That's good stuff. That's that's gold right there. Now we just need to get you post some videos daily so so you can be like one of these uh, big influencers with your 30, 40,000 followers. Well, don't tell anyone, but I'm, I'm posting quite a bit more on uh, Instagram and TikTok at sales pitching. Um, and that's stuff I maybe wouldn't put on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's a little bit more buttoned up. This is more like edgy, quick hit in front of like, you know, graffiti type, you know, stuff. So it might be fun yeah. if you're hanging on social media. I bet you, I mean, video is what you do. So like TikTok is where you should be, I would think, you know, working on it. Well, but is your buyer on TikTok? And that's something else too, right? Everyone tells you to niche down. Well, who's your ICP? Who's your ideal client, right? Well, if you can blow up on a certain medium, figure out what the people who are following you want to buy from you, right? So I think that's a place too people kind of get a little, they're like, well, I have to sell this. It's another thing that someone taught me early on. Listen to your audience. Sell your audience what they want to buy from you. Yeah, that was something Justin said. And that's where, you know, if you go back and are looking at your post, you know, uh, using, using Shield. Shield, if you want to sponsor me, please reach out. But using Shield to see your analytics, uh, you know, and see, okay, what posts are people really liking and engaging with? And what am I talking about in those posts? And um, that's a great way to help figure out what people want to buy. Yeah, you should use Shield, by the way. It's, it's like 20 something bucks a month. Andreas is the CEO. Yes, Andreas, you should sponsor this podcast because Clint's the only one talking about monetizing LinkedIn on a podcast. Yes, and if you are listening, you are on the target to come on here. I'm, gonna, I'm banking a bunch of shows first, and then I'm going to present to him and say, listen, I got a total of 12 influencers getting ready to drop every week for a week, collectively over a million followers. Let's do a deal. So that's, that's smart, Clint. I like it. <laughs> so to all the listeners, that's another way to try and, you know, be creative on how you, how you monetize, uh, monetize this stuff. And the reason, you know, we're getting any traction with this uh, podcast is because of LinkedIn. You know, the posts get on LinkedIn. I'm not, you know, paying for any ads or anything like that. Well, that's how you and I started talking, Clint, because we followed each other. We've commented on each other's stuff, you know, over the last year. Um, but then you posted your first one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no one else is doing a podcast on monetizing LinkedIn. So I just I, I pinged you just to say smart. And you're like, hey, why don't you come on? And I'm like, OK. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's how it's been, man. Everyone's been willing to come on. So. Well, cool. I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, but I really appreciate you coming on. And um, is the best place? Do you have, I guess, so if anyone wants to check you out and check out what you offer, is LinkedIn the best? Or do you have a website? What's Where do we find LinkedIn's great. Salespitching.com. And most of my social handles are at salespitching. So, yeah, come say hey. Tell me, tell me that you, if you follow me because of this podcast, let me know specifically it's because of this podcast. Yes, please tell him, and then he's going to pay me $10, right, for every new follower you get? Hey, I'm working every angle I can. I'm trying. I love it, Clint. Always be hustling. Always be hustling. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time. and uh, Appreciate you. Yep, we'll see you.